I have a really... Uh, it's going to sound like a loaded question. It's going to sound very facetious. Oh. Um, I don't mean it to be. Kay. I just like to say facetious. Sure. And so that's why... And I don't know how to spell facetious. There's an F and a C and an S and... Yeah, I'm yeah. not even going to try. Uh, do you think the title... like So all the 007 films... Sure. ...have interesting titles? Of course. Do you think that this one is called For Your Eyes Only because they were embarrassed <laughs> to show it to anyone else? <laughs> That's good. That's good. I mean... Because... Can't rule it out. Hurt. It can't be ruled out <clears throat> right at this me. point. Before we introduce ourselves, mm-hmm. I just I need to, I need to get it off my chest. This is a bad movie. <laughs> this is like I'm telling you right now. If 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 you've clicked on this episode and for your eyes only is your favorite <laughs> Bond film, first of all, there's no hope for you, and second of all. If hearing me, I don't, I don't, I don't know what Pete thinks of it. We haven't talked about it yet. But mm-hmm. if hearing me shit all over this film <laughs> with like some some powerful pharmaceutical laxative oh, quality, ew. Then if that's going to offend you, if that's going to really destroy your night, oh, this it, is not the episode for you. Maybe skip over. It's oh yuck. Yeah, come back another time. Yeah. Anyways, I'm Brady. I'm Pete. And we are the two halves of the movie men. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we're sh- on a series a sh- right now reviewing and watching all 612 James Bond films. What a boneheaded idea. It, <laughs> I'm, sometimes I simultaneously chuckle and go, ha ha, about this idea. And sometimes, like a minute later, I'll be like, what in the hell? Heck, I ch- I really championed this idea, and you oh, yeah. you had a lot of resistance, and I never had resistance. I was like, no, 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 this is a good idea. Let's For just sh- do it. Yes. Uh, and I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> I it's oh. I don't I I know not what I do. Yeah. I, do you regret mista- do mistakes you regret have been it? made? Do you regret the decision? No. Uh, no, because I think. The last couple of ones that I've watched that have made me... The last couple of ones that I've watched that I haven't enjoyed as much. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I've been watching them with a group of friends. Cool. And so it's been kind of, You know what? If it was just me and I'm like sitting down and I'm like, okay, I'm really going to get into a 007 film. Sure. Then, then yeah, I would probably be feeling some regret right about now. <laughs> um, yeah. But there's just been... It's it's created some, some entertaining movie nights. Oh, I can imagine. Um, and, you know, and so for that, I thank you, Roger Moore. <laughs> you are an asset and I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyways, let's, uh, let's dive into this. Yes. So if you haven't listened to any of our 007 episodes, mm-hmm. this is probably not the one to start with. Um, <laughs> but if, uh, if you want to start with this one anyways, we review the, f- the 007 films based on eight categories. Mm-hmm. Uh, we give them a score from zero to 10. Yeah. And when all is said and done, we take up all of the scores and we average them and we use that number to insert 
roughly the um, this Bond film into the list of all the others. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not so much looking for our favorite Bond film. We're looking for the quintessential Bond film. If the the ground people break through the surface and come up with like their albino eyes because they've never seen the sun and they're like, wow, what is double O? And the first words they speak to us are, well, what is 007 all about? Um, <laughs> because that's we're looking, obviously- We're looking for the film that, to show them. That is obviously the first thing they will ask. Yeah, well, they'll be like, you know, we've heard rumblings of about, you know, mm-hmm. sexual pressure and, and hair pieces and- <laughs> So for those who suits, for those who've listened before, welcome back. If you're new to us, you'll catch on pretty quick to our system. Absolutely. So mm. I'm just gonna dive in. Let's dive. Uh, so for our first category is plot. Mm-hmm. I gave this a three. Sure. Uh, I just, <laughs> I don't it. I just didn't care. Mm. Like this, it yeah. just, it, it felt like such a recycled, <laughs> like, haven't we done this? Mm. Hasn't this one happened before? Um, I've been saying, this is the 13th Bond film we're reviewing. I've been saying that for 12 films. Yeah. I'm just, I was just over the formula mm. at this point. That's I felt fair. like, okay, uh, yeah, the setup is that. And the next thing that's going to happen is either this or this. Oh, okay, yep, they went with that, sure, okay. And, like, I don't know, I was just bored to death with it. <laughs> I, I I, just didn't care. I I just genuinely didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't bite the hook on this one. Apparently. So I gave it a three. Apparently. Uh, so just of note, I just missed you. You know, like, two shooting stars just kind of missing each other just by a hair? A couple episodes yes. ago... You mentioned about a James Bond film that that was the only Bond film you owned that was on VHS, and this was my equivalent. I didn't watch much James Bond as a kid, um, but this was one of the few that I ever saw as a kid. I I feel like it was on TV a lot. I feel like TBS, the the TV station, must have had like rights for this movie and this movie alone, and it just played like every Sunday afternoon, it seemed. So I had seen this movie, maybe not in like complete fullness, but I had seen most of it before. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, But the one thing I'll say, I gave it a six out of 10. You're going to notice something with my category. I don't think this is a particularly good film. In fact, I'd probably be willing to say it's a bad film. I think just okay. when I watched it, me too. I think when I watched it, I was just generally just so bland or in the middle or on the fence that I'm like, eh, I'll just give it a six or I'll give it a five or give it to this or that. I give it a six, and yeah, um, well, ultimately. So, oh yeah, go ahead. So, so I I was just gonna say something. I find like I was I was initially gonna leave this to the supporting characters category, mm-hmm. but I. Uh, but they're not in it long enough for it to really be a supporting character. Mm. And and it doesn't really work as the villain. We, this is the first time that we have an opening sequence that has nothing to do with the rest of the James Bond film. Like, it, mm. it's just like, it's like, hey, you know, uh, we're going to blow most of the special effects budget on the pre-Bond <laughs> song scene. Sure. 
Uh, so he's in the helicopter. Yep. And and lo and behold, my favorite Bond villain shows up. Mm. Yes. In Blofeld. Yes. And and he's there, and he's in a wheelchair for some reason, mm-hmm. and. I'm getting some strong like Doctor Claw from Inspector Gadget vibes. Very, just, like, very stroking heavy. the cat, and yep. we don't see his face, nope. and and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, cool, Blofeld. Like, yes, I, you know, all right. Uh, but then Blofeld's got like some weird one-liners, and Bond's got some weird one-liners mm-hmm. back. Yeah. And then Blofeld literally gets dropped down a smokestack. Cold-blooded. He like Bond like <laughs> hooks him with the the. Friggin' lower, like the the ski, the bottom ski. I don't know what you'd call it. The leg of the, the helicopter. It's, it's the landing, yeah, the landing gear of the helicopter. And friggin' uses that to to fly him over and drop him down a shaft and kills him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "What? Isn't this <laughs> the Bond villain? Like, yeah, is that is that? Are we just tying up loose ends there? Is that? I I read that uh, the director was apparently wanting to like, kind of massage or kind of get away with as much as he could with contractually and kind of jab at previous directors, and he only like he had to stop at a certain point and that's as far as he could go. So it was him kind of giving his oomph to previous directors without contractually getting in any trouble apparently okay because that whole scene was a total joke it seemed so ra- well i was just confused i'm like why is he back why is he here and then he just got thrown down a shaft in 30 seconds like it seems so random and and the scene starts out really cool actually because he's visiting there's, there's like a there's a fun thread of continuity here well um, uh, yeah. because it starts out and he's visiting the grave of his wife yes of the woman that we saw killed like literally moments after they leave the church. The the wedding bells haven't even stopped chiming. Yeah. Uh so that was cool. I was like, "Oh wow, yeah, like this 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 is bringing me back." And although that was a Sean Connery bond, mm-hmm. um No, no, does, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. That was um the solo guy who was here for just one film. Oh, one. oh, George yeah. Lazenby. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um okay, but still, but so still, it was a different still. bond. Yeah, absolutely. Um but there's some, there's some some tie through, and yeah. there's some continuity, you know, continuity. And but and then the whole scene became a joke, and oh, I yeah. think that left a a big sour taste in my mouth moving forward. Right, that's fair, that's fair. I the one thing I'll notice, I I watched this with someone, and they noticed it, and I kind of thought it was a f- separation from previous films. There is a huge, massive, high body count at the lead of this film. Like we've got parents that are killed. We've got a sunk boat with all these Navy people killed. The Spectre pilot, the Spectre lead of like the head of Spectre, all these people at a pool party. Like there was a pretty high body count. And the one thing that I'll say is the plot could have been, I feel like the plot tried to take maybe a bit of a higher ground of like, here's a valid story worth telling. And we'll get into this with the portrayal of Bond, but he tries to tell on the the he tries to warn on the danger of revenge, and then essentially, it's not that our characters made a decision that you know what revenge isn't the way to go. We need to learn from not doing this. It was just that someone else who wasn't important to the plot did the killing. So then 
everyone's hands were clean and everyone still kind of got what they wanted and they didn't really need to learn from the dangers of revenge. Anyway, so right. six yeah, out of cause ten. Yeah, because he, he, he has a line a couple of times that is like, uh, when you... I've got it right here. If you be, want it, be, before you before you go off for revenge, you have to you have to dig two graves or something. The Chinese saying have a saying: when setting off for revenge, best to dig two graves. Yeah, yeah, one for them and one for yourself. Yeah, but yeah. they they totally sidestepped the characters learning a lesson and just had a random dude just kill off the villain. So it all didn't even yeah. matter. Okay. Yeah. Uh, next category: portrayal of Bond. Mm-hmm. I gave this a four. Fair enough. Uh, which I think is maybe the lowest I've given a Bond. Hmm. Uh, I'm just, I'm just, I have Roger Moore fatigue. I've I'm, been there for a while. I'm just done. And, yeah. and I don't think it's entirely his fault. Um, But I do, like, I, I, I think the way that they're writing him is, is a lot different now too. Sure. Um, but he just, he just, he's less, he's less sexually aggressive sure. than Sean Connery was. Yep. Um, but he's, he's twice as sleazy. Like he, he just, he thinks mm. like he's, he's, he's a snake charmer, you know, he's <laughs> right. just, and, uh, and yeah, I don't know. There's just something, I just don't, I, I never buy him as. And I mean, maybe that's the genius. I look at him and I think to myself, you're not British intelligence. You're mm-hmm. not, mm-hmm. you know, you're, if, if you're getting your way through this situation, you're you're almost Jack Sparrowing your way through it. It's sheer dumb luck. <laughs> and that's, sure, you know, yeah. so I, I, I gave it a, I gave it a four. I just, mm-hmm. you know, I, I didn't, I didn't rejoice to see him on the screen. Sure. I thought something was interesting about this film, and I'm not saying this is an asset or as a credit to the film, but I'm just strictly making an observation. I gave him a 6 out of 10 in this film, and the reason it's not higher and the reason it's not lower is he kind of kept bouncing back and forth as a character from interesting things to, well, here we go again. So we start off at the beginning, and hey, maybe we're going to get some emotional underpinnings here. Like he's leaving flowers at the grave of his wife. Like we've got some continuity here. Maybe there's something. Then he literally drops the head of Spectre down a smoke shaft and just just so cold-blooded. Then I'm like, okay, we're, we're kind of back here. Then he tips toes back and we've alluded to this. He, he gives the warning on revenge and, you know, it's best to dig two graves. Better to not just do it at all. I'm like, okay, okay. Maybe maybe we've got some depths and some insights here. Maybe he's a different Bond. And then, you know, I guess I, he, he dipped back and forth enough that I was just, I don't know. He I, I'm tired of Roger Moore as well. He had some yeah. redeeming facets, but really the story didn't take them where I wanted, to, wanted them to go. I would have loved to see more ripples about him grieving his wife more things yeah. about him giving insight to this woman saying revenge isn't what it's made out to be. I've learned here. Let me tell you what happened about a time I went for revenge and it scarred me for years. Like, obviously this isn't going to happen. This film didn't. And it was a worse, worse film as a result. Um, well, and you've kind of made me wonder now, because if, if that initial scene was the director kind of spitting in the face of previous directors, mm-hmm. 
was was him visiting his wife's grave meant to be that as well? Was mm. was that kind of like uh, right. you know? Who 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 marries Bond off to someone? He's Bond. He's got to be a bachelor. Mm. He's got to be like what a stupid. You know, I don't know. Right. I don't know if that's uh, so maybe. You know, and I and yeah. I would agree. I don't think James Bond would work if he's you know, if I, he's off. I could picture sleeping him. with the enemy, and that's him cheating on his wife who's back home. Oh yeah, that wouldn't work. Poor money penny. <laughs> of of note, at least he did have an ounce of decency just with Bond in this film where he finally had his limits where that figure skater tried to hit on him and he's like, literally, go put your clothes on and I'll buy you an ice cream. Like, at least he had some limits. Well, do, do we hear definitively how old that girl is? No, I'm not sure. Because I'm thinking she's jailbait. I'm thinking oh. she's 17. Yeah, maybe. That's possible. Uh, or she could be, she could be a little bit older. It's hard uh, to know. But, but it's, it's, it, you know, it leads me into another point when it comes to Bond. He just, he, is it just me or does Roger Moore just look really old? He, I like, looked this up because James I thought Bond this, looks old. He, I looked it up too. He's 55. He's not that old. In this film, yeah. he's 55. Yeah. But he's not a good looking fifty five. He, like yeah, he looked like he. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I it raised the question to me as well. I was like, how old are you? I have how? never. This is this is a hundred percent honest. I have never sure. looked at anyone in my life and thought you could use some Botox. <laughs> Whoa, However, what? Whoa! It just is. He's got like loose face skin, which is fine. <laughs> okay. But if you're, but but if you're this. Like if seventeen-year-old foreign skaters are throwing themselves at you, <laughs> then you're not this wrinkly fifty-five-year-old guy. Sure. Like, okay. Yeah. This this girl needs a psych evaluation mm. because she doesn't know him. It's not it's not a personality, mm-hmm. emotional. No, she thinks he's got sex appeal. Right. And I don't. I just I <laughs> yeah. look at him and I think I don't know, man. Like why, why? You're not buying it, yeah. No. Yeah. Even, you know, at least Sean Connery, even though Sean Connery was getting a little older, uh, I was still like, yeah, he's he's rugged. Right. Roger Moore is just creepy. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like going to the bar with your grandfather who doesn't realize that he's old and irrelevant. It's just embarrassing for everyone. Oh yeah. Like it's like he doesn't realize that he's not thirty. It's just not, that, not fun for everyone, right? But uh, like, do you get what I mean? Like, yeah. so let's let's say you have a, a nineteen or a twenty year old Russian skater girl, sure, or skier or whatever, right? Figure yep. skater, gymnast, and and your hero is thirty five. Yeah, there's a fifteen sixteen year age difference, and that's. It's a big age difference, uh, but it's it's still you know she's she's throwing herself at the older, slightly older, rugged superhero of our story kind of guy. Mm-hmm. When you're twenty, and the other guy's fifty five, yeah, we're in Donald Trump territory. We're <laughs> red red flags are going up. We're getting extra creepy at that mm-hmm. point, I'm thinking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Next category is villain. Sure. 
I give this a four as well. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I just, I didn't, it didn't feel like a, it felt like an okay villain for an 80s action movie. Sure. It didn't feel like a Bond villain. Hmm. I am right? actually... I want my Bond villains to be a Dr. No or to be a Blofeld or yeah. to be yeah. um, a, a Goldfinger or a man with a golden gun. Because this was just like, this could have just been anyone's villain. Yeah, that's fair. We've had that discussion before about what makes Bond and Bond's kind of entailed in like little pettier things and it doesn't feel like a Bond film. This is a good point with the villain. I, I never thought of it this way, but I I could buy the argument he just feels like a run-of-the-mill villain, not a Bond yeah. villain. Yeah. So I think that's, for me, that's, that's I gave it a four. I cool. was like, eh, there's nothing wrong with you, but yeah. we're we're talking, we're you know, this is a Bond film we're evaluating. Sure. So there's a different bar that you need to hit. Yeah, that's that's very fair. I gave, I wasn't too far off. I gave him a five out of ten just because I was kind of bland in the middle. Um, of note, with the Spectre uh, villain for the two minutes of screen time he had, I felt like he had an unrealistic amount of laughing. And like I just feel yeah. like for the actor who played him, like all his shoots would have just been like, all right, laugh for ten minutes and we're going to record that. Yeah, evil maniacal laughter. It yes. felt like... So Blofeld... Uh, Dr. Evil from the Austin Powers movies, which you've yet mm. to see, but we're going to rectify the hell out of that. Um, he, Dr. Evil feels like a direct spoof on Blofeld because Blo- Dr. Sure. Evil has a cat and he has a bald head and he has, you know, yep. it, 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 he's a direct spoof. And, and this almost felt like a doctor. It felt like a satirical. Mm, yeah. Uh, a satirical take on Blofeld. Sure did, yeah. But um, as far as the actual villain, Aristotle Christastoff, or I forget even how to pronounce his name. Again, I, I'm with you. He was decent, maybe not a Bond villain. I I've, I thought his double cross was a bit of a fun reveal, but um, yeah, he was just kind of bland. Uh, maybe a bit pervy too. Did he say, like, did the skater girl say, I know what you want to him? I yep that was yeah that was that raised some more red flags but yeah um five out of ten okay yeah. uh gadgets gadgets I also gave this a four cool uh I had really high hopes going into it started out and I was like okay yeah like remote control helicopter that's kind of that's kind of cool yeah oh yeah for sure um but aside from that mm-hmm there's not a lot. I mean, there's the hidden room on the on the fishing boat. Oh yeah, that's right? true. Like the film starts out, and I'm like, oh yeah, this is this is this is spy. <laughs> right. This is this is cool. Uh, but then the rest of the film, which surprises me, because prior to this, in the last pre couple of previous films, I felt like we were getting really gadget heavy. For sure. Uh, For sure. And that was exciting to me. I was like, yeah, this is this is the slice of pie that I signed up for at this mm-hmm. Thanksgiving dinner. But then all yep. of a sudden, you know, it turned out that it's it's not a pie, it's a flan. Uh, and this analogy is falling apart. Um, Instead of apple pie, like 
apricot pie came out with extra ketchup and it was just not what you wanted. I, is that a, why, why? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's not what I want. Um, Yeah, so I gave it a four. I just, you know, there was a couple of cool moments, uh, but I felt like for the most part, I was just left disappointed. Yeah, that's fair. I, I gave it a five out of 10. I loved the remote chopper. I thought it was off to a good start. I absolutely adored the, there was the sticker on Bond's car for burglar protection, and then the assailant starts poking around at it and it explodes. I thought that was fantastic. But ultimately, yeah, there was a lot of things that just kind of left me wanting more. And specifically Q's kind of facial ID software. It was super janky, super unrealistic. And like, like most police sketches, the results looked like something that wasn't even human. And they were still able to use the computer composite to actually find the human they were looking for, which I thought was absolute baloney. Well, so, it, yeah, it didn't make any sense because it like does like no. a cart, like a coloring book rendition <laughs> yes. of the guy, and it looked nothing like him, nothing. And then, but then, then he presses print, and a friggin' <laughs> photograph of the guy comes up. I know, like what in the actual heck? Yeah, that yeah. Was, uh, I again, jinky. a lot of these categories I'm talking, and I'm like, I probably should have given a lower than a five, but a five is what it got. All right, fights in action. Hmm. I gave fights in action a six. Oh wow! Uh, I yeah, I didn't have you know it. Uh, if if I strip everything else away and just look at the car chases and the gunfights and the punches and whatever else, yeah, I mean it's it's. I feel like we're 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 prog- progressively getting a little bit better with each the overall the overall quality of the fights and the action in these films as they become more and more recent. Are improving. That's fair. Um, yep. yep. I would have loved to see, like you know, there's definitely things that could have brought that number up higher. A six is not, um, you know, never aim for a six. <laughs> you know, uh, but yeah, it's it's it's. It wasn't. It wasn't bad. It was. You know, there's some good fights. There's sure. some good action. I would have preferred, you know, I think the fights in action category for me, I often want to tie into the gadgets because I, I want some gadget related fights and some mm-hmm. gadget related action. Sure. Um, and there wasn't really anything like that. There was no, you know, I'm I'm long awaiting the return of bond, the Bond car. Mm-hmm. Right. We kind of right. got into that. We had We had cars with gadgets and we haven't mm-hmm. had that in forever now. Yeah. Um, other than just exploding... Which yeah, which is you know, cool, but it's but, not really a, it's not a gadget. It's actually a pretty but, flawed. Like you can't use it anymore. Like it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. The the Lotus is a little. Uh, it's in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but but I want I, I fundamentally I guess what I'm after is an Aston Martin. Oh baby. Right. I need yep. the Aston Martin car chase. Yes. So. I want to hear that baby purr. Hmm. Me? No. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> I, I gave fights Sometimes I misunderstand. <laughs> that's okay. That's that's why we clarify, right? I gave fights in action quite substantially lower. I gave it a 2 out of 10. And I'll agree with you on principle on some things. Yeah, the, the newer these films are getting, yeah, we're progressing to better and better action sequences and 
the further we go along, the more in generally I'm hopefully hoping things get better. But I've got a whole list of grievances that I've got with fights and action scenes in this. So there was a lot of chases and skiing sequences that I thought were just bland and monotonous. And I did think that the German athlete throwing his gun and his motorcycle at Bond was hilarious. Like just anytime you have a scene in a movie where someone throws a gun at someone. Throws a gun, yeah. Or a motorcycle, like that, that's funny. But just when I thought I'd seen all of the bullcrap in this series, it set a new bar of bullcrap when there was ice hockey spy assassins trying to kill James Bond. Like, that was too far. I'm sorry. Oh, no, that happens. No, never, ever, ever. That, that, I am offended by that scene. (laughs) It's so bad. Um, We've got Bond and the girl. They get tied to a rope and they're going to get dragged around by the villain. And as per usual, the escape was a bit of a stretch. I think they probably both should have drowned and eaten by sharks about six times over. But somehow the villain, instead of just shooting them point blank, decided to give them a way that they can somehow escape. Um, Of note, there was this scene where a villain fell, or like a henchman, fell off a massive cliff. Like a massive cliff. And one of the good guys goes over to this person that fell and he looked about the, the person who's dead looked about as tarnished as someone who like scraped their knee. Like if you fell off a cliff, you're looking like scrambled eggs, not just like a little scratch. Like, yeah, did you yeah. not notice that? We, like, we, we, we sometimes struggle when it comes to realistic injuries in did the 007 you, films. Did you not? That was just too much. Um, ultimately, just as an overarching point, though, I did feel that there were some good sequences, some fun sequences, but I felt like the final climax kind of kept building and building and building, and it was like 20 minutes of James Bond like re- like rappelling and climbing a cliff, and it just felt like a lot of buildup for like a really quick four minutes of action that really kind of just fizzled out. So that's all those reasons sure. is why I gave it a two. Okay. Uh, Bond girl. Mm-hmm. I gave this a four. Back okay. down to four again. Sure. Uh, it's no Honey Rider. No. No. And it's no, what was, ah, shoot. Uh, oh. It was no Good Night. Right. Yeah, she was decent. She was decent. She was the one that I thought was, was on par with Honey Rider. Sure. Uh, I Yeah, I don't know. It was just... I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, they're they're. It just wasn't memorable. It wasn't, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I think so. I think so often, uh, while I'm watching these, that that whether or not something's memorable does most of the heavy lifting for me. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, right. That plays a key uh, the factor. villain. Yep. Yeah, the villain was the villain memorable? No, who is the villain again? <laughs> okay, well, it must have been. It must score pretty low then. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm doing that, you know, that's, that's my take on this Bond girl. That's fair. That's fair. Um, there was the, so ob- obviously there were a couple women. I'm not considering Columbo's woman a Bond girl, but I have to say she was quite foolish that in a fight scene, she just pieced away from Bond. And I feel like you got to yep. stay attached at the hip in these, in these kind of movies. Like you're, you're dead if you stray from him, but the actual Bond girl, uh, the orphan girl, I gave her a six out of ten, 
And maybe, again, I'm being a bit too generous, but I thought she was kind of kick-ass, very independent. She had some backstory and at least some motivation because her parents were murdered, so that was her, her motivation. So definitely not perfect. Definitely no Honey Rider. A lot of room for improvement. But considering some middle-of-the-road ones we've had, I thought she was decent, maybe even a tick above decent, and I gave her a 6 out of 10. I want a T-shirt that says, I am no Honey Rider. That could be taken out of context, I think. I don't know. I just, I think it's so good. I'm no honey writer. Because it's like one of those, you know, those people who are like, I'm, Mm. you know, eh, I'm a six (laughs) or whatever. You know, they're like, it's sort of like a self, self deprecating kind of shirt. Yeah, I get get what you're saying now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Supporting characters. I gave this a two. I slapped this in the face with a two. Wow. What the hell? <laughs> so not only is the actor who the actor who played M has passed away, which is fine. Which is unfortunate, that's not, but that's not a fault of the film. No. But who the hell like they haven't like they haven't recast M in this yet. They didn't they didn't bother putting someone else in playing M. They they've got now, to, to be fair, they they stated it was out of respect. Um, who's to say? It's hard to know. I guess, but there's just who? So the audience is just left thinking, what the hell is this guy? Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, give us something. Write it into the script then. <laughs> right. So that we understand, you know, ah, M, M, M is still off on vacation in Tahiti, <laughs> is he? <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still on vacation. He's in Winnipeg. He's in Winnipeg. Do you know what I mean? I just yeah, I yeah, yeah, I yeah. I'm watching it going. Whoa! Wait a second. Yeah. Who the hell is this? That's fair. And so that's literally that dragged it way, way down for me. I thought that Q's Good. appearance was I, something was just off about it. I didn't enjoy Q as really? much in this one. Oh wow! Yeah, I don't know why. Um. And interestingly, the last time we recorded one of these episodes, mm-hmm. um, I said that I thought that maybe uh, Money Penny had been recast. I was like, "Is this a different girl playing Money Penny?" Oh, um, and so I watched carefully in this one. Mm-hmm. And you're right; it's the same actress, right, who has played Money Penny from the beginning. Uh, and That's I think the 20 reason years twenty years almost exactly, and I think the reason why I thought it was a different actress in the last one is because I'm just only now paying attention to the fact that it's been 20 years since I've first started. Yeah. Right. Right. So like the potentially 35 year old actress is now a 55 year old actress. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah. So I, I think that's, you know, that's my, but then mad respect, uh, and, and a fun, fun piece of continuity that the actress who plays Money Penny has been the same right through. Yeah, that's cool. Yep. Right, that's fun. But I gave it a two. I, I was just, uh, the whole M thing had me completely bent out of shape. That's fair. I, you know, give me, give me, give me an explanation. Tell me, like I had to look, I had to get out IMDB and be like, okay, mm, yeah. is this is this guy supposed to be M? No, okay, mm-hmm. no, he's not. He's right. some... He's this other guy. Okay, great. Who the hell is that guy? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I was, okay. I was very disinterested. So I gave it a two. 
That's fair. I gave it a 5 out of 10. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot to go on with him being gone. We have Luigi, who kind of gets killed off within 10 minutes. And we have Margaret Thatcher, you know, like in character, making a cameo at the end. Um, I, I But I give it a 5 out of 10. It was neutral. For me, I did enjoy Q, and he had some cool gadgets in the lab. He had a pretty killer undercover gig as a bearded priest. So I, I had some fun with that. Um, and that was enough for me to give it a five out of 10. Not great, but not bad. Okay. Um, Bond song. This is the (laughs) worst Bond song that we have had. Wow. And furthermore, it's the worst Bond song sequence because instead of... Of and not not that this is what I'm after, but instead of like neon lights, guns, and the silhouettes of scantily clad, if not naked people jumping on trampolines, right. it's 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 like we just digressed from the film to watch the the music video. We have the yeah, person who sings true. the song there lip syncing the song. Right. Yeah. Why? That's true. Because I think this might be the first time, that, it is actually, in fact, the first time we've seen just the artist, artist singing. singing the song. Yeah. yeah. So I, ca- I gave this a one. Wow. Uh, and the only reason I didn't give it a zero is because I'm leaving hope for the fact that there is worse shit to come. <laughs> but I gave it a one. I just, I was like, what is happening? This doesn't, this mm-hmm. isn't good. It's yeah. not catchy. I don't enjoy it. It doesn't feel like it fits with James Bond. Yeah. Uh, no one does it better. I can think of a lot of people who could do this song better. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Ben out of shape. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm shook. So I gave it a one. That's all right. I give it a five out of ten. I was more on the fence. Um, I think it comes from me having seen the film before, so I'm very familiar with this song. I don't think it's great, but I don't think it's bad. So I give it a five out of ten. Partly influencing bumping this score up a bit is I did appreciate in the soundtrack they again returned to the official 007 theme in some different action sequences instead of that there's uh, that there was this repetitive janky jingle that was absolute trash to my ears that was in some of the earlier bonds that it was just I I, I don't know why it existed just stick with the 007 theme and this did and so overall I gave it a five out of ten. Cool. Yeah. Uh, if I tally all that up, hold on. Whoa. Oh. Whoa. Oh. The one liners overstepped. The I've one overstepped. Liners. Why? Well, just uh, the whole film is one liners. So I thought that maybe. <laughs> I thought um, maybe that negated the need for the category. That you know, we'll just we'll just we'll just put a PDF of the script in the show notes, and people can just read the script. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Uh, two, one, I is an actual one liner. The other, I just, I actually don't understand what it meant, and I'm not even, not even sure if the screenwriters understood what it meant. And I'm just curious if you understood what it meant. Am I about to have the birds and the bees talk with I, you? Maybe you might. All right. The the line where he's like, "Don't grow up anymore. The opposite sex wouldn't survive." And uh, am I don't supposed grow to know up anymore? Who's he talking to? I think that was to the skier. To the the young girl. Yeah. I did him. I just didn't understand what it meant. 
Maybe I didn't want to understand. Because she's a, 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 yeah, I don't know. Yeah. The only zinger that I wrote down that was dope was when he said stinging in the rain. And it was when uh, in Q's shop, I believe, when there was an umbrella. And when it's activated, it like comes down and kills the dummy. And it was. Yeah, but Q was a little friggin' whiny girl about it. Because <laughs> Bond, Bond had a great one liner. Right. And Q's like, that's not funny, 007. <laughs> it's like, actually, it is, old man. <laughs> actually, uh, it was kind of clever. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, if we tally so, all this up. So. Before I talk about my score for this one, I want to talk about a movie called Thunderball. Oh, wow. Which has become the butt end of a lot of jokes. Yes. In, yes. In this show. Because it it currently on my list has a score of 4.6, which is the lowest score I've given a Bond film. Right. Yeah. If I tally up all the numbers from your eyes only. All right. Okay. It gets a 3.5. Whoa. An entire 1.1 wow. marks lower, placing it at the the urinal cake quality <laughs> of wow. episodes. Literally, it should be tossed into a thing of porcelain <laughs> and have a bunch of drunk guys at a Shania Twain concert <laughs> just urinate all over it. Wow. it was, I hated this film. It was so bad. Yeah. Wow, it, it made me it question everything. Question life itself. Wow. Yeah, I, I'm thinking to myself, am I a Capricorn? <laughs> wow, that is that is quite something. I yeah, gave it so three point five. Yeah, Piece I gave shit. it quite slightly higher. I it averaged a five out of ten for me. Oh, so um, average, right middle of the road. Middle of the road. Uh, I'm looking at a quick tally. We've reviewed 13 of these. This puts it around fifth or sixth highest, somewhere in that range. So it's kind of middle okay. of the road, as a five yeah. should be, right? Um, hmm. Definitely, I think seeing it as a kid probably made me go a bit easy on the markings. Because oh, there's it, some nostalgia there. There's, It's not a good film. It's just not. But, um, no. Yeah, that's, I concur. But I'm I'm actually very interested that's where it ranked on your, your scale, and I mean it makes sense. I hated it so much. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a question before I do. A couple little notes notes here. Um, so apparently the creative team wanted to veer away from Moonraker because they thought, hey, we kind of strayed away from what Bond is. So they went for a more of a gritty feel. I think they maybe accomplished it. The film itself wasn't successful, but at least it was more Bond in nature than aspects of Moonraker. When I was um, growing up, I had a uh, I had a VHS, which was a live concert uh, of Barney playing at Radio City Music Hall. Yeah. Uh, which was grittier than Moonraker. So I don't... Um, I don't even doubt that. That's that's uh, pretty... You know, grittier yeah. than Moonraker is not, a, is not a shooting for the stars moment. No pun intended. Yeah. Um... Of note, it was interesting. I guess a lot of the close-up underwater scenes were actually faked and done on a dry or on a dry soundstage, and uh, there was just a combination of slow motion used, lighting effects, photography, and bubbles added in in post-production. So I thought that was interesting. I guess, uh, and actually, I read that it's the same uh, soundstage <laughs> from the moon landing. 
Oh, is that yeah. right? Yeah, when they faked that as well. So <laughs> no that's, way. I mean, cost measure, so I'm sure they got a good deal on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of note, this blew me away right here. I guess as part of a merchandising for your eyes only, Marvel Comics published an adaptation of the movie, and it was the second film in the series to have a comic book tie-in. So Dr. No had a comic book, and... um. Actually, no, it might have been... The, sorry, Dr. No had one. Octopussy apparently had one. So For Your Eyes Only was actually the third comic book adaptation. So Yeah, which is actually um, the only thing with Marvel's name on it that is worse than <laughs> Thor The Dark World. Um, no, I don't... This is actually a really good question. What would I rather watch? For Your Eyes Only or Thor The Dark World again? Uh... I don't... I don't know. I'd rather watch for your eyes only. Thor the Dark World is is right. It's not just it's not just shit. It's right. flaming shit in a paper bag. <laughs> like, like it's it's like, it's so bad. I actually think for your eyes only is. I think it's shorter, so that helps, or it feels shorter. And yeah, Thor the Dark World is horrid. Like it's so. I bad. will say. I will say this. I think the fact that Chris Hemsworth was contractually obligated to appear in more MCU films after Thor The Dark World yeah. is what saved his career from ending. <laughs> I think Thor I think Thor The Dark World could have killed his career. Oh, bold it's take, just, but it's, it's not... It's so bad. It's, it's a, a bold take, but I, I, it's grounded in some logic. Yeah. Thank you, sir. That's fair. Um, no, my only re- re- revolving question here is, <laughs> where do you think this film ranks on the all the James Bond films on the tomato meter. So do you think Is it's in 26 the top... 26 still available? <laughs> no. Do you think it's top 10, middle 10, bottom 10? Bottom 10. Sadly, incorrect. It's in the middle 10. Okay. That's... I... I... That's okay. <laughs> I would have probably thrown up in my mouth a little bit if you had said the top 10. Could you imagine? So, yeah. Okay, so middle 10. Yeah. Uh, what is left, good sir? We've got 12, 13, 14, 17, 18, 20. I'm going to go with 20. Okay. It was actually higher than I thought it would be. It's 13 oh. at 72%. Why? I don't 72. Know. What is wrong with the world? Oh boy, yeah. God, that's that's disgusting. Yeah, uh, those those are the people who put ketchup on their steak. <laughs> oh, ugh, yeah. They're voting high on something like this. Yeah. Looking at you, mum. <laughs> As the catchphrase said for this film, Roger Moore was cheap, so we used him again and again and again. <laughs> uh. I yeah I I don't know does did Roger Moore have a big career other than like Sean Connery is a well known actor for sure I what the don't hell know. else is Roger Moore done I have no clue none you know like yeah I don't know like a high school production of Annie like <laughs> and like just to clarify not when he was in high school like they no, called no. him when he was sixty and he came He's to after, some high yeah, school he left 007 to go play. <laughs> The title role of Annie. <laughs> it was a makeup heavy performance. <laughs> but um Oh man, yeah, for sure. All yeah. right. They they he was he was confused. They phoned him and said, Hey Roger, 
Do you want to come play a little girl? And he that's he misheard, <laughs> what? and so then he agreed, and and the rest is the rest should be forgotten about entirely. Yeah, just like this whole film. All right, I'm gonna Touché. wrap it up. I'm gonna wrap this up. That's enough on for your eyes only. Um, like, follow, subscribe if you haven't done so already. Please check out the links below on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, you can check out our news and updates as we send them out and you can be part of upcoming votes where you tell us what to review. You can also check out our merchandise and Patreon page below if you're at that point of wanting to support us. And we really appreciate uh, all our Patreon supporters who help us pay the bills. Yeah, what he said. (laughs) And until next time, for your eyes only. Keep your martinis dry and your your James Bonds old and decrepit. 